0: about? Mind and melanin and medicine. I'm in my element. Plus, I'm heaven-sick. about? Mind and melanin
1: and medicine. I'm in my element. Plus, I'm heaven
0: Basically, I don't know. Oh, my di- my my unofficial diagnosis of OCD.
1: So, mm-hmm.
0: girl, let me see. <laughs> <laughs> when I interview for my current job. Um, the physician who was interviewing me was like, you know, the typical question, what makes you a candidate, like a viable candidate for this position? And so I told him, I was like, you know, I'm very methodical. I like to, I like things to be a certain way. And I like to go back through and make sure that they're done a certain way. And then I always go back through and I double and triple check everything um, just to make sure, you know, and he just kind of looked at me and nodded and smiled. And I was like, okay. And so later he was like, do you have any questions for me? You know, you're supposed to ask questions. I was like, okay, so what do you, Think makes right. a good candidate for this position, girl. And he was like, just what you said, um, being having a little bit of OCD, such as yourself. And I was like, wait a minute, <laughs> did he just <laughs> diagnose me with OCD in my interview? Is that what just happened here? Oh wow! So, so fast forward to like a few weeks ago. And <laughs> one of my doctors went up to my nurse, I had already left for the day, but I closed all my notes, whatever, whatever. And so one of my doctors went up to my nurse and was like, Hey, what you think about our girl? And so she was like, I like her. She's pretty cool or whatever. And so she called me after the fact and told me everything that that he said. And so he uh-huh. was like, yeah, I like her too. She's a little OCD, but you know, I, like I
1: was like, what? wait a minute. like
0: <laughs>
1: What? How y'all just come diagnose me with OCD and I'm not even like, what? Oh, wow. <laughs> he said she's a little OCD, but. <laughs> she- <laughs> oh my gosh. That's funny. <laughs> It that is funny is.
0: it is it's so funny like i was like bro like you know i think people even even being a nurse nurse practitioner when you think about ocd you think about people who are like just meat freaks and i I yeah. mean i can be but for the most part it's more like it's more like i'm just particular like and Darrell, yes, yes. and Darrell was like yeah you didn't know that about yourself and i was like And he was like, "Yeah." And then when you think about like what actual OCD is, like obsessing over certain things, and then that compulsive behavior, like, "Oh, I have to do this right now. It needs to be done." Right? I was like, "Oh, yeah, Mm -hmm. I might be a little OCD." Like, and I now I I catch myself doing certain things like that I thought was normal, but Mm -hmm. now I'm like, "Oh, maybe it's not something." Like, I sometimes count when I'm walking and I just oh count, that's like, weird I, yeah, I count my steps when I'm walking <laughs> and I've done oh, it since no. I was a kid not all the time but I'm just like one
1: well, yeah, yeah in my head definitely. yeah definitely yeah okay. <laughs> I've <I'm> never <laughs> like that's what my phone is for my phone will count my steps <laughs> not me
0: it's only when my brain is like turned off if that makes sense like only when I'm yeah. not even thinking about
1: something yeah. yeah, wow, that's crazy. That's crazy. But no, I'm not o- I'm definitely not OCD. But um, going back to what we were saying earlier, too. What's crazy is like when we're talking about the specialties. What's crazy is I never thought that I would like gynecology. Right. Mm-hmm. So, and I know that's like up your alley. That's mm-hmm. your thing. Mm-hmm. And but when we were figuring out, um, I know when I first started off as a nurse practitioner, I was like, oh, well, what, you know, what am I gonna go into? Um, and I was like, you know, gynecology, yeah, I don't want to be looking at, you know, v JJ's all day. Like that's just <laughs> too much. I literally was like, uh uh-uh, uh, That's mm-hmm. too much. But what's crazy is like now that's all like I see so much of that. Like so much of it, you know, abnormal uterine bleeding, vaginal Mm -hmm. discharge, Mm -hmm. like whatever. Mm -hmm. And I have actually like grown to love it. And I think it's because, well, for me, like I do get a lot of the like younger population, but I really feel like it's an opportunity to just teach them so much. Yeah. Like it's so much that they, they don't know. And I'm like, okay, so this is my opportunity. This is my chance to like, actually, you know, reach out and just help someone in, in a sense, like this is, is stuff that they should know or you would think that a woman you know a grown woman would know they just they just don't yeah um so I've actually really grown to love gynecology so I know I know
0: when I first started I was so reluctant to be like I really love gynecology because it's like wait what you (laughs) I I really love like looking at people's badges all day but it's like I really do and so you know with women's health it's gynecology and obstetrics I do not really care for obstetrics what Mm -hmm. what gynecology does for me what that portion of women's health does for me remember how I said earlier you know I enjoy the differential diagnosis I enjoy kind of not knowing but there's a cap to it with the vagina you know there's a cap to it with yeah only so many things can be wrong with it and so Mm -hmm. you know you still get that piece of it but at the same time like you said it's an opportunity to teach and I think for me the where the passion is really ignited is a lot of times talking about sex, talking about, um, STDs, talking about just vaginal health in general is really taboo in our community, you know, and mm-hmm, it that, is that's across the board, black, white, Hispanic. it doesn't matter. Like, I think that it's very taboo and people think you're just supposed to hush when you talk about even sexuality and, 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 And like I said, sex in general. And so like it gives me a chance to say, hey, this is a great space for you to just like have all your questions answered. And I feel like I'm serving like an amazing purpose in that facet. And so that's why Mm -hmm. I love it so much. But I don't get to experience it as much as I because, yeah, because now I'm in internal medicine. I don't see the younger um, people, but I do get a chance to talk to my older patients about their gynecological issues. And it's, it's still embarrassing, you know, like having um, prolapsed um, organs. Uh-huh. Um, and so, you know, you have like urinary incontinence issues and those type of things. And it's still pretty taboo, taboo, and you still don't want to talk about it. And I get a chance to kind of say, Hey, it's okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, So that's why yeah. I love it. That is exactly why I love it. And I would would love to eventually,
1: you know, have experience yeah. in it at some
0: point. But I, I do love internal medicine too.
1: So that's that's cool. I don't know. I just I I don't know. I I really feel like I have found a, a different source outlet or something. Like I just feel like you got your um, new that. Yeah, sorta, um, because I really find that, or at least the reviews that I do get. Um from those particular patients are wow, you know you made it so easy to come in here and talk to you, yeah. and you taught me so much, there was a lot of things that I just didn't know, and I really find that I spend the most uh time with those patients. I don't yeah. spend a ton of time and and you know we're kind of like opposite, so even though I am family practice, like I don't see a ton of older adults like we oh, okay. we really don't see that at all um our uh, patient population ranges from about 20 to 35.
0: Oh, wow. Okay. Okay.
1: Yeah. Like that's kind of our range. So we are really, and actually about 90% of our patients are new patients. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Because we're, we're walking too. So Yeah. yeah, we're new clinic and we're walking. So, yeah. you know, we're almost getting like the, um, the overflow. So when someone else's clinic is closed or they can't get into getting, uh, an appointment with their, their doctor, Oh, I'm going to this clinic over here. They come to us. Right. And so that's why we're getting, you know, I think just that much. And then of course, um, some of the outlets and services we use the, to book. Um, this has just been really convenient too. But yeah, I think, I think I've think i fallen in love with gynecology. It's so crazy because oh, yes, that's the one thing so I so didn't happy. want to do. <laughs> we can talk about vaginas together. <laughs> oh my goodness. That's it so crazy. So it really does. So, so crazy. Does. And um, yeah, so that's that's <laughs> okay, that.
0: About like internal medicine or family practice. What'd you say? What's your least favorite? Like your least favorite discipline or I guess not discipline, but your least favorite uh, or I don't know, like weak area or the thing that's like, oh, I got to deal with this hypertensive patient and I don't like hypertension. Like, like what's, what's your thing that you're like, oh, if I could do without it.
1: Oh, if I could do without it, the grand old drum roll diabetes like diabetes <laughs> diabetes. That diabetes for the ones diabetes. for my father <laughs> my seven people yes like I like loathe dealing with diabetes loathe, seriously
0: that's a pretty, that's a pretty
1: strong it is for strong something. it is strong like you can see me all the hypertensive patients like I am cool on hypertension. I do not mind dealing with it. Actually, I did um, my final project on hypertension in African-Americans during my um, doctorate program. So I am cool with hypertension. But diabetes is a no go for me. Like, And that's something I actually I actually feel like I struggle a little yeah. bit with diabetes. Um, we learned about it in school. But just learning, um, all of the different medications, just struggling with the A1C, um, especially A1C that just will not go down, struggling with the patient who can't stay away from the sugar cookies, can't stay away from the sodas, and everything that you have worked so hard to do for this patient, whether it be, you know, starting them on metformin, giving them insulin, anything has just gone down the drain simply because the diet in itself is trash. Like, you know, People right. struggle with diet. People struggle with with control. Right. It's, it right. is very, very hard to control what you're eating and putting into your body for some people, mm-hmm. especially for the older people who they're like, oh, I've been eating this all my life. And, yep. you and know, maybe- now you're telling them that they're having to rearrange everything, mm-hmm. change mm-hmm. everything that they have been doing over the past 20, 30 years. And now you're going to cut out all of this stuff um, and then God forbid, like I said, if they're on insulin, you, now you're having to stick yourself mm-hmm. multiple times a day, so that, but that's my struggle
0: girl. What
1: about yours?
0: Um, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so diabetes, I do definitely struggle with, I do definitely struggle with diabetes and really same sentiments as you, same things that you said, like, it's so um nothing can make my head hurt more than a non-compliant diabetic or hypertensive patient
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. it's like you.
0: Can, can like make or break you because when they do really really well there is a rewarding um sensation i guess that you feel it's like oh my god your hemoglobin A1C is down so many points or your blood pressure looks really, really good. It is very gratifying to know that, Hey, I made these recommendations. I put you on this medication and you did really well. And I feel like I've helped you in some way, but there is also on that, the flip side of that coin, um, that feeling of kind of being discouraged because it's like, Oh my gosh, like you're already on, Four antihypertensives, and I need to add you on a fifth one, and I don't know. Right. Like I've already given you an ACE or so an ARB, you're already on a calcium channel blocker, you're already on a diuretic. Right? Okay, I don't go this far. So I don't know what comes next. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Listen, up to date gives you the a, a, a bear middle of but sometimes, you know, in certain cases, because some patients, listen. certain people are just not textbook. Like they are beyond textbook. Like up okay, so to
0: date, you need to go see a nephrologist. <laughs>
1: I'm like, I'm trying to refer you like, like sis, I'm not sure at this point. So, exactly. And my
0: favorite thing to say, I'm so fortunate to work where I work because my favorite thing, let me just go and check with, um, one of my, my doctors, one of my providers and just see what they do. <laughs>
1: Right. I've done that too. I'm like, you know, so let's just get another pair of eyes, another set of eyes on this. Yes, let's yes. just, you know, make sure we we're doing everything right. that we can. Right. And look, and that's how you have to sell it though, girl. You you can't like just
0: completely seem defeated in front of the patient. You have to be like, okay, so this is what I'm thinking. And you give like a very vague, like it, it can't be wrong type of description of what you're thinking. But let me go and grab someone else and, and make sure that one. right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, it's so funny because I literally is. just did this like yesterday. <laughs> oh my. God. Gosh. Well, this it wasn't with um diabetes. It was something like it was something different. But I had to use that line. Like, you know, yeah, let's just let me go talk to the doctor and you know, so we can get another set of eyes on this. Because I was stumped. And you have you do have those moments as a nurse practitioner, whether you are new or even, you know, have been have been in it for 10 years. Like you have those moments where you just feel stumped and you feel I feel in like I think you texted me the other day and was like, "Do you ever feel incompetent?" So yeah, you have those moments where you feel incompetent, and it's stuff that you're like, "Okay, I should know it," but like you said, everybody's not textbook classic. So then, what do you do for those who are not? What are the next steps and the course of action and treatment for this particular patient? Mm-hmm. Um, so it can get very tricky, especially on hypertension, because you know if you've maxed out. M for instance, you know, your calcium channel blocker, you have maxed out your thiazide diuretic, you've got the um Acer and R, but who wants to take three and four different medications mm-hmm. for hypertension?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And and yeah, they do have some combination um pills, but I don't know if those get costly or pricey or right. not because they're combination, but it's just a struggle, you know, finding something that the patient could be Okay, with doing right. and taking it right. home.
0: Right, exactly. Exactly. And I mean, like I said, I see older patients, so we do, we will have them on four and five different um blood pressure medications. And sometimes that fifth one is the one that's like, okay, finally, 118 over 78. You know what? That's below 120 over 80. I will take it.
1: Take it and run with it. That is yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but
0: anyway, when yeah. I first started, I was like, okay, according to the JNC guidelines, you should be at a cardiologist's office because, like, you've passed everything. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. I am
1: weak. Let me tell you what I suck at. Derm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I suck at it too, and <laughs> I am like seriously, like I'm like, eh, you know, probably you can respond to some steroids. If not, then. Um, yeah literally I'm like oh, you' probably respond to some steroids um and we're gonna send you a, a referral to a dermatology and or allergy specialists because yeah yeah something caused this of course yes. and <laughs> yeah but I was lucky because I'm in like these Facebook groups that like support groups for nurse practitioners oh. and there was someone actually she is a dermatologist and actually well you're not on Facebook. So oh, yeah, God. she's a derma- <laughs> she's a dermatologist and she was like, yeah, so would you guys, you know, want more help or direction in dermatology? And people are like, yeah, sure. So she actually created a separate Facebook group specifically for that so that we can throw all of our questions. And she gave us her personal cell phone number. Okay. So... so-
0: I need to go and create a Facebook account. Like,
1: right that what you're telling yeah, basically, because the resources are out there, but she's been so helpful. Um, I text her. She don't she doesn't even know me. I was like, Oh yeah, hey, you know, Terrica from the Facebook group. And I just have a quick question. Do you mind? She's like, Oh, sure. Come on, what do you have? And she yeah, she's she's been that's a good her, That's her
0: passion. That's what she's supposed to be doing. Like yep. to do that outside of seeing patients, Cause just seeing patients, I'm like, don't nobody text my phone. My mom can be like, oh, uh-uh. can I call you tomorrow, mom? Like, I love you, but not not today. Like, cute in my stomach. Well, mommy, you should go and talk to a doctor because I'm off the clock. I can't help yes. you. Tomorrow. Yes, <laughs> yes, Um, But so uh, I think th- the biggest thing is what what do you do when you're stumped? Like, do you have kind of like a go-to for certain things? Um, where it's like, okay, I really don't know what to do, but because how you said, oh, I, steroids will probably help. I like steroids for a lot of different things.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Listen, you're going to get this cortisone today or cortisone today. Okay. And then I'm going to give you some hydroxyzine to help with your itching as well. Okay. (laughs) Okay. I do have kind of like,
0: almost like, um, algorithms that i've come up with for myself
1: (laughs) me too it's so crazy and it's it's just like yeah when i don't know like this is gonna be the go-to it's not gonna kill it's not gonna kill you it's not gonna kill you 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 know the worst you can do is just not help exactly exactly
0: and one of my doctors actually told me he was like you know it's okay to not know it's not okay to not to not know what to do about it so it's okay to not know what the diagnosis is but you can at least try to do something to fix the problem. And there have been a lot of times that we've had patients that come in, you know, even specifically with dermatology issues. And it's like, I really don't know what causes. none of. we were all stumped. Like, we really don't know. Like, this is a, a delayed drug reaction. Well, no, I haven't been taking any new medications or, okay, well, did you get into something? No, I, I stay in the house, you know, COVID pandemic. I ain't been going nowhere. And it's like, okay, well, let's try some steroids and a broad spectrum antibiotic. And- see if this works and it does and then the patient gets better and it's like okay really really glad that that is what helped you because sometimes, and I think that that's where the practice of medicine really comes in like like sometimes you don't know but sometimes you just have to figure out like what to do the challenge right. is for me sometimes I don't I don't, I don't know what to do no nope. <laughs> <laughs> like I think I was telling you the other day. Sometimes I walk into my job and I'm like, "Ooh, I am the best thing since sliced bread. I'm an amazing nurse practitioner." Grana spoke my intentions over my life, over my Come day on affirmations.
1: Like, hey. Come
0: on, speaking all of these affirmations, and then there are some days where I'm like. Can someone please just come in with an earache? Cause I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't know.
1: <laughs> yes. Like you're just like praying. Please be a UTI. Please, please just walk on in. Exactly. Because I can fix you with some macrobia real quick. Like exactly. exactly. <laughs> and some pyridium. Like, please <laughs> come, come on.
0: I remember one time I had a patient come in. I had a patient come in. I was like, oh, okay like suspected UTI and I had been having kind of like one of those days and I was like okay perfect it was the end of the day I was like UTI I can totally do this I get in there and I almost could have sworn she had pylonephritis and I'm like oh my god like <laughs> Oh no! Like, it's
1: not straightforward, like, right?
0: You, you have a fever and you're tachycardic, and you have CVA
1: tenderness. Like, why? <laughs> why exactly? That's like, please don't make it. Please, not not today. Not you know, any other day. Not today. But um, but no, like to answer your question. Um, so, what do I do when I'm stumped and I just don't know? Yeah. So, number one um i definitely try to look at my resources so my resources um what my institution or organization provides is up to date so i will look at that we also have a new thing um where you can like ask a pharmacist or something regarding like different medications and we have mayo clinic um who they're a resource for us as well so we have those Up to date, I have a love-hate relationship with sometimes because it, sometimes it can be a lot of information and Mm -hmm. I'm just looking for like one particular, you know, kind of, kind of thing. And then sometimes it's not as, um, sometimes it's a little more vague than what I am wanting. Like. I think what I look for sometimes is like, okay, give me the step by step. Like mm-hmm. do the Like the an algorithm. algorithm that give I an algorithm. algorithm. Yeah.
0: yeah. 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 So one of the things that I've learned to do with up to date, like, and it really works more so for like disease process. I I really, really, really like up to date because if, girl, okay. So let me just start by saying when I like look something up on up to date, I get lost in just reading it and now I have to like check back in like Akita you have to go back and like talk to your patient because I'm like okay and then like I started getting to the pathophysiology and I was like okay I think I understand it but like you know how Albert Einstein I think said explain it simply you don't understand it well so it's like okay you still don't uh uh-uh nope you don't got it but anyway what I learned with up-to-date especially when it comes to explaining something to the patient you go to the um the basics the patient Mm -hmm. basics. And then, and it, it it works sometimes with medications and stuff. But you, I I go over and I read like what you need to know, patient basics type things, and yeah. that helps me communicate. Number one, what I need to articulate to my patient. But number two is like, okay, if I get lost in the weeds because sometimes they talk over my or the literature is over my head, and I'm like, I don't know if I quite understand this. If I go and read that, and then I go back and read. Like the actual literature, I'm like, okay, well, that makes a little bit more sense now because I guess that's that's what they were talking about in the the basics part of it for the patient information section, if that makes sense. So that has Uh helped. Um, and a lot of times, like a lot of times, I do feel like sometimes the physicians, the other physicians, can get really really busy. It's like I just want to pull someone to the side. And just explain this to me. Like, you Mm -hmm, know, mm -hmm. yeah, we can get to the right answer or I can treat them because there's like a broad treatment for this issue, but I don't quite understand it. And I, you know, so I've struggled with that. And sometimes I will go on YouTube and I will listen to, um, like I did it a lot when I first started, like, oh, I don't understand. I don't know. Something chronic Mm -hmm or something like that. And Mm -hmm. I would go to YouTube and I would like listen to different tutorials on YouTube. And it's like, okay, then I apply it to what I saw in my patient. It worked really, really well with iron. So I was looking up like iron deficiency anemia. And then I saw a patient who had um, manifestations of iron deficiency anemia um, that was secondary to uh, liver issues. So it was just kind of like, okay, wait, it makes sense now. So those are the things mm-hmm. that I've done that kind of have helped me sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. Cry.
1: You know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. So oh my gosh. Yeah. It it can be tough. I do the same things too, but when I'm in like a a dire need, like my go-to right now is up to date, because again, you do have to go back in to see that patient. Yeah. Um yeah. and then afterwards, um, because and you have some support there at your um job and your clinic, but mm-hmm. I only have support, so I work independently every day I work except for one day. Mm -hmm. So I don't have that resource um, on most of the days where I can just reach out to another doctor and say, Hey, Mm -hmm. could you quickly like go over this, explain to me, you know, this, or um, what would you recommend? In addition to these things, you know, what would you recommend for this patient? So I don't have that, unfortunately. So Mm -hmm. I really just had to have to rely on up to date or I can shoot a text message um, you know, to other physicians or sometimes I'll just pick up the phone and call really mm-hmm. quickly and just explain the situation and just ask for recommendations. And then later on, like if it's something that I'm seeing constantly, like iron deficiency anemia is one that I see consistently. Mm-hmm. And so th- then I take the extra steps. Like I'm on Hippocrates. I am looking at YouTube videos mm-hmm. and um, also going over with a doctor And, um, just seeing, you know, what, how I can improve my knowledge on those particular illnesses or disease processes. So, um, but yeah, that's, that's kind of what, what I do.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And like, and like my, one of my, um, my physician told me too, who has been practicing for over 20 years, you know, said, you just, you don't know sometimes, sometimes you just don't know. And that is Okay. -hmm. That is okay, but you have certain specialties who can you can reach out to, or you can refer that patient to who will know who you know. Like, hey, we can try this. If it doesn't work, let's get you into this specialist to help you know further evaluate and figure this out.
0: Right, which brings me actually to my next point: building a rapport and building a network with other people has been what has helped me tremendously um, because that you just don't know. And medicine is such a wide discipline of various things. You know, it's not just like, okay, this is medicine. And then, you know, 10 things about it and can make variations of it based off of those 10 things. Like there are different disciplines of medicine. So what I've slowly begun to do is develop a rapport with pharmacists or develop a rapport with say a nurse practitioner at at, um a gastroenterology clinic or um you know and just build those different build um relationships with pulmonologists and that type of thing um and kind of like say hey how you doing today so I got this patient who has mm-hmm. these issues what do you think this is and being able to learn from them who have been doing it longer or have been you know exposed to that discipline of medicine um at a a higher rate, I think has been helpful to me. I'm definitely not, I haven't built up my, my repertoire of people yet, but that's kind of something else that I'm kind of newly transitioning into doing as well.
1: Yes. And I feel like that is very helpful. Um, and I haven't really done that either because Mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm new to the city. And so (laughs) although I did get a chance to go around and meet several um, different physicians from different specialties, and I Mm -hmm. did get some of their cell phone numbers and things like that, too. um, I just I don't. I don't know. I kind of feel like I don't know them well enough yet. And I guess you don't have to Mm -hmm. um, necessarily know them, but I'm I'm working on being a little bit more um I guess less shy right. in a sense for those, you know, because it's like, okay, I do have my collaborating physician. Like that's my go to, you know what I'm of saying? Course. So I go to that person immediately. Um, but the the specialist, I'm I'm a little hesitant. <laughs> I must say, I'm a little hesitant. Mm-hmm. Um but that's just out of fear, and that's something that I have to overcome myself. Yeah. Um yeah. I think that's kind of a common notion that some people get or you know new providers get they're just a little nervous to reach out you don't know what this person's gonna think you don't know if they're gonna say oh you should know that
0: mm-hmm. you don't, at
1: this point you don't even know if they're gonna respond right. so I, I just think that's a fear that I myself have to conquer and get over
0: right and
1: I think I,
0: I do think I have an advantage because the place that I work at like I was telling you like I really got lucky because a lot of times Really, like 99.9999% of the time, mm-hmm. it's their patient. You know, they're just, mm-hmm. and so it's like, hey, you saw this patient and now they're coming in with these acute issues, but it's secondary to, I don't know, something GI or something pulmonary related or something like that. Like, but I know you did this X amount of months ago. Like, how do you think I should navigate this and being able right. to formulate? So, and I think because it's a system that I work mm-hmm. for you know, all those disciplines are kind of located in the same area. And so I, I have, I'm very, very fortunate. I know that some people don't have that, um that advantage. And I didn't, you know, I've I worked MP jobs where I didn't have that advantage. It was just me. And I'm like, I don't know what to do. And all I have right myself. And I, girl, ooh, that was a very right. challenging time for me. So.
1: Right. And another thing, too, is like checking um interactions for medications like that's so important. So another resource that I love to use is micromedics. I don't know um, if you're familiar with that, Akita. Um, yes. Yes.
0: OK. I'm familiar with it, but we don't use it. But I don't I, use I that it
1: in the past. Yes. Mm-hmm. OK. But yeah, so I use that to kind of check. All the interactions with my medications, and then, like you said earlier, um, pharmacists. Yes, mm-hmm. pharmacists can be. Girl, I will yeah. utilize a pharmacist. Okay, like I call CVS, Walgreens, up in the min- whoever the patient.
0: Hey, we have a mutual patient. Um, mm-hmm. Calling <laughs> to ask you about. It, it does not matter, you know. And sometimes it's not yeah. even about like medical things. It's more so about insurance because that's something that I'm I'm still working on. I can be kind of weakened as well, like understanding. What different insurance companies require for you to order certain tests, or for you to order certain medications, or hey, your insurance won't cover this medication, but it'll it'll cover that medication, and like, girl, pharmacist, become your best friend. Like, okay, so my patient can't have, uh, I don't know, Ozempic, but can they have, or you know
1: whatever. I mean, best friend, let me tell, let me um, share a quick story. So, and I had built, um, a relationship with pharmacists. So there was a patient coming in and literally the patient, and we had this conversation where the patient will tell you what they want or what they need. So this particular patient wanted Xanaflex, um, which for those who do not know what that is, that is a muscle relaxer. Muscle relaxers tend to cause a little bit of sedation, but Xanax is actually on the rise now um, for abuse. So, oh, wow. okay. yeah, there's actually an article out in um, Xanax is on the rise. So be on the lookout. Mm-hmm. So I was just a little curious. I was like, hmm, why would this person specifically, you know, want this medication? So, of course, I did my research. Um, I called the pharmacist. And it literally turned out that this patient had already had uh, Xanaflex filled at three different pharmacies. Shut up. In large quantities. Shut up. I'm not kidding you. So I'm calling all the pharmacists. Yeah. You know, we're concerned about abuse, you know, the pharmacist and, you know, just talking to me, we're concerned about abuse. You know, this person, you know, had it filled here actually, and had it filled multiple times per month at three different locations. So it was a huge thing, but just having that relationship with the pharmacist, I was able to, you know, see how many, um, uh, the, uh, the quantity of the prescription. I was able to see where else the patient got the, got it filled. Like I was able to do all of that just by simply having a conversation with the pharmacist who, you know, trust me. And pharmacist was like, yeah, just thank you for calling. Thank you for reaching out. Like, you know, I'm glad that you're concerned about this as well, mm-hmm. you know? So it's, it's very important to like, just, just have a, a relationship, create a relationship with, um, with these different, different, yeah, because you know they're there for you. They are there for you, and that and it could have made I could have made a huge mistake, you right. know, by right. even prescribing additional. Like I'm adding to the addictiveness mm-hmm. right here, mm-hmm. and so that helped me, and I felt so good and relieved that I took the time to actually do this dig and do this research, reach reach out to the pharmacist and find out the information that I needed to know about the patient. So right,
0: and and then you know even on the flip side, on the positive end of it, I feel like when you have that that close connection with the interdisciplinary team, you um, pa- patient outcomes improve. So like me saying, hey, you saw your pulmonologist back in February or something like that. Let me give them a call and just say, hey, you know, this is what's going on. I'm thinking that there's a respiratory component or they're in here for, you know, acute respiratory exacerbation, can get an appointment with you. How would you, you I think that it, it, because when you've been the provider for these patients for so long, you kind of know different bodies react differently to different things. And you can, that, that, That pulmonologist can say, hey, you know, this particular person responds really well to this or the last time I gave them that they didn't respond well to it. And of course, it may be reflected in their note, but maybe that note is buried upon a bunch of other notes where you can't locate it as easily. And so I think just having a relationship with people in general and and reaching out to them, like, I mean, it serves its purpose for sure. For sure. Oh, yeah.
1: Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Wow. Man, we just did a whole episode. <laughs> we did do an episode, girl.
0: Come on with this uh, impromptu. <laughs> we
1: just did a whole episode. That is crazy. Uh... Wow. I wish we had caught the beginning where we were talking I about the big ones. We were
0: in our bag. Girl, we were like, in like, it.
1: surprise like at the bottom, girl. In our <laughs> bag. In, our bag. <laughs> in it. Wow. I'm trying to think. Is there anything else we want to add to this? I
0: don't know. Um, trying to think. What else did we talk about? And I, I don't know if we actually caught. I know we talked about kind of feeling incompetent sometimes, or feeling like you know, do I got this? Am I okay? Um, I can't remember. Did we actually solidify like, hey, we all go through this. It is okay, especially as a brand new nurse practitioner, and just, and I think that we tied it in really well. Just Understanding that you know, use your resources. There are resources mm-hmm. out there, and you're not alone, even though sometimes you may feel like you are. um We talked about different disciplines that we like, mm-hmm. what we don't like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That might be it. I, I mean, think you know, that it. might be it. Maybe
1: we can like wrap it up with the final, like you know, hey guys, just you know, to reiterate. Yeah, we yeah, you know, and then we can call it. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Um, let me see. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right. So so, yeah, I I I I, I can, but um, I'll probably just say, you know, hey guys, just reiterate, um, you are not in this alone, um, and then I'll probably have you just come on in and like, yeah, you know, okay. Blah blah blah. Yeah yeah yeah. So guys, we just want to reiterate to you that it is okay to not know everything. Nobody knows everything, and so um, just so you know, you are not in it alone. So if you feel like you are struggling with things, you're not alone.
0: And we struggling too. Just understand that. Like, I think I don't think you ever stop learning. I don't think that you ever stop um, questioning. And the moment that you you think that you got it is the moment that you probably don't. And so I think that there's a certain amount of healthiness that um, exists in understanding that, hey, I don't got this. I need to um, research more and just recognizing and identifying that there are resources out there that are there to help you take the best care of your patient and Um, improve your patient outcomes, whether it's using resources like UpToDate or using um, your interdisciplinary team, or um, even if it's understanding disease processes and pathologies and pathophysiologies and using YouTube to help you understand it a little bit Mm -hmm. better, referring back to old textbooks um, to help you kind of recall certain things, understand that it is not something that you're not incompetent it's not something that's like oh i should know this or oh I'm, I'm a horrible nurse practitioner because i don't understand this and i've been doing this for a couple years because if there's anything that i'm certain of i, I don't I, I feel the same way and i've talked to a lot of my other nurse practitioner friends who have been doing this for a couple of years and they they feel the same way um and even nurse practitioners who have been doing this for 10 15 years are like yep still go through it and i think everyone will almost tell you, um, when you stop going through it, that's when you have a problem when you stop mm-hmm. that
1: way. And so, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. And utilize Facebook groups as well. Yeah, um, yeah. I yeah. am in several, I am in several Facebook groups I'm a, I'm and to create, Nia, um, <laughs> <laughs> I am in several. And so I will reach out and ask a question. Um, if I need to, you know, or private message someone, if you're too embarrassed to ask the the question, you know, um, just know you have resources, utilize yeah. them in every Ooh. way you can. Also,
0: always, always, always HIPAA. <laughs> so yes. when you're asking these questions, make sure that, you know, you're not giving away patient information or anything that yes. identified the patient, make sure it's a, a case, type of question like hey i have this 72 year old patient who has blah 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 or um i wouldn't even do unless it was required for the diagnosis the sex or the age of the patient Mm -mm, i don't i I wouldn't even i don't yeah unless they're already that patient's provider i'm not going to share that information you know
1: right because you never know who knows who
0: and exactly Exactly. yeah so now yeah exactly when you're using those like other modalities like facebook groups and everything like that HIPAA, hippa hippa don't forget about that mm-hmm. no. don't and forget text, yeah text messages like be cautious with all of that like you don't ever want to text patient information because that's a HIPAA violation so
1: right mm-hmm. and anything that you put out whether it be on the internet or text message, you cannot get back. Once well, it's out, it's out. It's so out keep there. that in mind. <laughs> I think this was a great talk, girl. Yes, it was. And I hope yeah. it helps somebody out there because I know, I know it's some providers, you know, nurse practitioners, even nurses who are just struggling in general um, yeah. with, you know, things that they may or may not know in regarding health or health care. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. It was good. It was good. It was
0: fun. This was fun. This was fun. And it was so um authentic. Like it was so like, we didn't plan this conversation at all.
1: <laughs> no, we actually had like an entire different topic totally to record. And, conversation. This- and we got on the phone and we started talking. It was like, oh, we should be
0: recording this right
1: now. And and this is what we have. <laughs> so this is, this is real. This is authentic. And there was no prep to this at all. No. So <laughs> straight from the heart, guys. Straight oh from God. the heart. but thank you guys for tuning in and we'll catch you on the next episode bye bye